Hi, this is Bella Rachlin and you're listening to the Marvel Cards Collectors Podcast. Hello everybody, my name is Ian Taylor and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me as always is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. The sun is out, the sky is blue, it's reflecting off that silver dude, it's Norin Rad. <laughs> hey everybody, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> you must be a nightmare on the beach, all that gleaming chrome. Oh, always. I mean, it's insane, especially when I turn over. It's just blocking out the sun and the shine is just beautiful. It's very chrome, very chrome indeed. I'm, I'm, no, I'm basically a shag carpet, baby. I There's nothing. Yeah, no, it's very 70s with me. That's 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 okay. that's what it is. Yeah. That's, that's too much information for you. Why are you blushing? I'm the one saying yeah. it. I don't I know. Say, well, now I'm blushing on half of because half of them just rub their mouths a little bit. Anyway, our guest has probably got no idea what we're talking about. Um, well, she might know what we're talking about. Um, we'll find out in a moment. I'm going to introduce her first. Um, so uh, our guest today, I, I'm, I'm tickled pink that, uh, that, that she's decided to join us on her Sunday. Um, collector favourite, I think, is probably the best way to, to sum up um, her work. Um, and uh, the... the yeah, brilliant work. I'm, uh, no further ado, I'm going to stop waffling and say, Bella. Now I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to try your surname. Is it Bella Rashlin? Uh, yeah, Rashlin. In Hebrew, it's uh, Rachlin, but it's hard to pronounce ah. English. So okay, good. Rachlin. All right. Well, welcome, uh, Bella. Thank, thank you. For, <laughs> thank, thank you for joining us. So much for the comments, the kind words. Ah, <laughs> oh, bless you, bless you. Well, this, they're they're not just our kind words. Every time someone shows one of your sketches in in our Facebook group, people just lose their. Shit. I mean, they properly get excited. <laughs> that must be that must be quite. Do you um, do you ever kind of check out what what people you know are, are, are saying about your work? We've uh, never asked an artist that question. It must be quite bizarre. One. You know. Um, the reviews that I have, like if the clients are happy or the collectors, whenever they find a card in a set. So I occasionally search like on eBay or in the group if somebody posts something and if they have something nice to say. And I always appreciate the really kind reviews because I'm always all of it stressed out whenever I finish a card. I'm like, I hope they like this. <laughs> <laughs> well they absolutely do they absolutely do um well 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 we'll come back onto your cards i i want to know a little bit more about about you and and you know where we where where you are in the world and kind of how you got into cards so tell us how how, how you got to this point if you like what's your origin story uh, my origin story. Okay, so I started doing art for a living somewhere around 2015. And before that, I used to work in just the most regular jobs. Like, uh, I used to be a waitress, I used to work in clothing shops, all, all of that. So uh, I really hated working um, 
in something that I don't enjoy and I always wanted to do art for a living and I finally had the courage to leave it all behind and to start learning more because obviously at first I wasn't good enough and I needed to practice more and to learn how to do it professionally so I went to the Kubert school in New Jersey uh-huh. I did summer classes and I got a lot of help from the teachers and from friends and I studied whatever I could because I couldn't afford like a whole year or an entire like three years or four years and um, I just practice at home until it, until I started to receive commissions and I received the first set in 2017, I think, or late 2016, uh, somewhere around that time. And I think the set came out in 2017. So, yeah. Great. That's amazing. It's been a really interesting journey. It wasn't easy. And obviously, until it became steady, I had a lot of ups and downs and I actually wanted to quit at the beginning because it takes a lot of patience and I'm glad that I didn't quit. Well, we are all glad you didn't quit either. Um, you know, it's funny. Your your name is very much a staple in people's collections. I think it's always kind of like the thing everybody wants to get. <laughs> you know, it always has that like you know. You look at certain pieces where you're like Alfredian, Nar, and your name always comes up. And I think for collectors, for finally having you on this podcast and being able to talk to you about your work is just a pleasure. I'm glad you didn't quit. That's amazing. We just heard another artist talking about the kirby school i think it was um right it, it was um however we're, we're gonna have to edit that out because this will come oh man this doesn't come 100. after so that's a surprise <laughs> i'm the worst person ever i can't keep secrets i'm so terrible so that's a surprise you know for our I'll, hundredth i'll bleep i'll edit it. that I'll out bleep it. Bleep no, it. no, no. Leave it in bleep and it. I'll bleep it. Because oh, we'll that'll, that'll be really good. Beautiful. For people I'm the worst. To, this to, is why I don't. So, this is, yeah. This is why he's in charge and I'm not because I just <laughs> spill everything. <laughs> it's like having Tom Holland on the show. It really it's is. It's very. <laughs> it's very true. So, so, very so Bella, true. Bella, what was that first set? The first set, I think, was Marvel Premiere. Ah, I knew it. I thought so. Like 50 cards, 55 cards. Wow. It took me forever to finish the cards because I really wanted to put the best effort into it. Um, So, yeah, I had like this, um, the long cards. Yeah, that's right. Um, They have such a difficult layout, so that's why it took so long for me to finish the card first set and afterwards I I got immediately another set and another one and until this year this year I still didn't do any sets yet and I think it's because of COVID mostly that they had a lot of issues of shipping cards because I was supposed to actually receive six sets by now wow yeah, I don't know what happened. Oh, okay. that's a shame. That's terrible. Um, man. Well, listen, the guys from Upper Deck listen to this show. So, yeah. Because um, so, it's a yeah. crime. 
emailed them and they were like, apologies, we'll change the deadline. And I, I think they just have a few issues, uh, maybe yeah. with thing or something else. I'm not it's upset. Yeah. A lot of work <laughs> so I'm like, okay, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're definitely missed and everyone's still looking at your card. So I would not be worried what whatsoever. We did hear that other artists were having issues with getting the card shipped to them, especially out of Brazil, I think was the other couple mm. artists we heard from or something like that sticks out to me. Um, so for your artwork with your cards, I mean, I think the major thing, there's two things that always pop out to me about your cards that I'm just in awe of, which is your anatomy, the structure of your faces, like how you very specifically have a very unique look to your characters, and then those colors. I mean, I've never seen, I'm just always shocked and amazed by your ability to do that. Do you have, so what What are the materials you use? Do you, do you, do you have, you know, is there an, a, a process to this? Like who are the artists you look at and think about when you think about, you know, these characters? Um, well, thank you so much. And before I answer, just a quick question. Do you guys want me to put headphones with a microphone? Uh, do you guys hear me well enough or is that okay? Um, actually, it might it might be good because there's a because your your phone is putting audio out and then trying to record in. We always get a slight pause just as you start to talk. So, yeah, it might be a good idea just to try it. I just figured out because I see you guys with the headphones. And I'm like, where, where are mine? I didn't put them. That's okay. That's okay. No worries. Take your time. Take your time. No rush. <laughs> I love her office, man. That is so cool. It's beautiful. I can see a venom. I can see a venom. I see venom. I think that's Ron Swanson. I'm gonna have to ask her. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Putting my headphones. Love it. That's cool. Okay, I can show this around if you want. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. No, we're just, we're, <laughs> we're invading your personal space. Just very cool. Okay. And uh, yes, I will answer the question. First of all, thank you so much for the compliment about the color and the anatomy. And I always have books that are next to my desk. So I will be able to just reach out and grab my favorite book or I don't know favorites because there are a lot and um the artists that inspire me the most wow it's a huge list but i often look at boris valecchio and julie bell's anatomy and i really tried to study as much as i could and i still i still practice and i still study every now and then to improve uh, my knowledge and uh, and yes, they they inspire me to to just know the the physique like of the human body. Um, and I actually went to Italy to study like classic painting and to study some of the sculptures and how did they use reference and all of that. So that was a huge part. Wow. That influenced uh, my art in general, not only the cards. And uh, yes, uh, whenever I start working, I, I grab a few books. I look at some of the comic book poses, some of the pinup poses that the, uh, Boris or Julie drew, or some other amazing artists that I have. Like I have a huge stand over <laughs> here, not that huge, 
not that huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's filled with some beautiful books, so it's always helpful to have it. And um, there are so many incredible artists that inspire me. So, yeah, whenever I start a card, I'm trying to think how can I make it dynamic looking how can i make the colors pop out how can i make it look interesting or how can i make someone else excited when they see it hopefully like this is the goal no i hope i answered your tell. question oh yeah no absolutely absolutely <laughs> it was a big question <laughs> no i think that's great and we love hearing that um I mean, it's so funny you mentioned Boris and Julie because, I mean, we've done an episode with them and, you know, we grew up on, on their work as well. So it's just crazy to hear that because I look at your work now and I'm just like, oh, of course, that's why. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can see it. That's why I love asking artists that because, you know, it is something that kind of digs deep into your subconscious and it, it is taste, right? And that's what makes an artist so mm-hmm. unique, right? Is that they have their personal tastes and likes and, and inspirations and it kind of pops out in the work very well. And you, you can see that a lot of, in a lot of your pieces, especially on, on your Instagram where you showcase many of the works that you do. I'm just, this is why I'm, I'm kind of getting lost. I know, that's what I'm doing over here too. It is, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> Thank can you. I, can, can I just say, hats off to you for putting so much of the, I always love it when artists, um, um put so much of the content and the step process into their instagram um so thank you for doing that because i know i know creating the content for instagram is almost a, an extra job in itself sometimes um uh oh, to well, do that thank you for enjoying it and sometimes it's difficult to just um think about putting some process uh, pictures of the work on instagram but other days it's it's easy it's not well maybe it is i mean it it is like a whole different job to to maintain the social uh, social media thing Uh, but i think it's more of a habit lately so at first it was very difficult and the more i posted the more i got used to doing it on a daily basis and i try not to overthink it and not to stress about it so it's it's, easier nowadays thank you so much yeah and it's it's good and the thing is with anything like that it's got to be organic if if it can be and if it it really sings and sing is the right word it sings through if it if it is organic i'm just i'm sorry i'm just i'm 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 smiling because i've just seen your baby groot at the top of your instagram page just the expression on his face is just absolutely priceless he's properly digging that tune um he's got a bit of underbite going on there so and someone commented that uh he looks like he's flirting <laughs> Which Rude is not is intentional. <laughs> but but it, I, yeah, but but that's interesting that someone interprets it that way. I I like that. That that's really cool. Um, do you? Because um, I notice you've got an awful lot of. Um, variety on your instagram feed so it's not just marvel which is obviously primarily Um, no it's a lot of uh well a lot of commission requests or if it's a project for a smaller company then it's their own characters and their own universe so it's something else and i find it very enjoyable to work on a variety of characters it keeps it very fresh and it's very challenging so yeah. whenever 
I accept the challenge. I'm like, okay, what can I do to make this the best piece that I can? Obviously, it's not always happening, but I always try to think this way and put like the best effort to hopefully improve more and and someday work for bigger companies, although I'm not in a rush. So, yeah, I mean, I'd love um, to see you doing sequential art. I think that would be really cool. I think you have such a good, a good, good eye and, and good pacing for like storytelling in your cards, which is always really fun. Do you have a, like a particular character or IP you really get excited about when you're drawing? Um, I'm always excited to draw the Avengers because ah. I, I, lo- I love the Avengers or X-Men. Mm, well, X-Men because it's very nostalgic to me, but <laughs> honestly, uh, even if it's a character that I haven't seen before, I'm very excited to draw it because, uh, or to draw the character, uh, just because it's a, it's a new challenge. It's like refreshing whatever I, I practice every day. So I'm That's always cool. enjoying whatever comes next. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. Awesome. So are you also, um, you know, speaking about your Instagram, just to talk about it for a second, do you also do photography professionally? Because I see, you know, audience can't see this, but you have a lovely office, very uh, Pinterest Instagram worthy of any posts. It's it's very cool looking. I love the Venusar you got over there. <laughs> that Thank I'm hanging you. out. Very cool. You know, or do you also... Because, you know, we, we've seen you, you know, with your posts on Instagram as well, that you're very, you know, in terms of your photographing and everything like that, right? It's, it seems on a very professional level. Is this just part? Because Julie Bell also photographs. So it's just interesting to see the parallels there. Well, I photograph for fun. Just things that inspire me, nothing professional. You know, whenever I travel or go outside, if I see something nice or something that I can use later for reference, then I always um, save it to my gallery, <laughs> my phone gallery. <laughs> and um, and no, other than that, it's not professional. It's just uh, just for fun. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you. I, I'm um, what, what I'm absolutely uh, i've just gone down a rabbit hole of looking at your cosplay on your talk to me about your <laughs> cosplay because there's a there's a there's an badass is the only word to describe it of you with a with a uh, the i'm bellinator Bell- <laughs> so it's a kind oh. of a terminator thing so tell us about that endoskeleton or exoskeleton arm that you did for that okay so my mom uh, she's sewing professionally for clients. She makes, you know, evening dresses and all that. So she made sort of a glove that is connected to a sleeve, like a big, long glove. And then I just glued over it, like, tubes that I cut in pieces, tubes that I I went to a handyman shop I, I don't know if it has like a specific name for this kind of shop tools and stuff like that yeah and yeah, i just yeah. got a, a lot of tubes and mechanic um small instruments like mostly from plastic so it wouldn't be too heavy mm. and then after i glued it on the glove i sprayed it colored it put some like acrylic over certain pieces and and that's it. It wasn't a very difficult cosplay, and it was certainly very fun. It looks process. good. 
It Thank looks you. cool, man. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Thank you so much. I really liked Terminator as a kid, and I still like Terminator. Yeah. Uh, specifically the first two movies. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, no, those are say, awesome. I, I love the first two movies. I'm, I'm always, any opportunity I get to put in a vote for Terminator Salvation, which is the Christian Bale one, I'll go mm. with because it's absolutely, it's, it's actually a really good war movie. Oh, the, it's foremost. the fourth movie, right? With uh, the I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it, um, especially the designs of the new Terminators, the ones yeah. that turn into motorcycles. It mm. absolutely blew my mind. And that's really cool. I still need to get like a sculpture of it or something. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. cool. That would be good. So how did you get into um, cosplay? Was that something that was kind of there before? You, you did the Kubert School on the cards, or was it? Um, well, it was on a Jewish holiday here. Uh, they have a holiday that is similar to Halloween okay. on a different date <laughs> and from a different reason. So yeah. people just dress up, they go outside, they party. So I thought, well, why not? I can do something fun, not just like a regular basic thing like they do in Israel, because mostly they... They have the the most common things, like they dress into clowns or the coolest ones, or they dress into skeletons. So I thought, let's do something really cool. Terminator. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, it was also a little bit um, inspired from conventions in the States, which I miss a lot. And I didn't have the opportunity to cosplay at any of the conventions that I went to. So I thought, well, that will be sort of the feeling. So <laughs> the outlet that you can have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So how long how long were you in the, the States for? Because you obviously over there when you did some of the classes at the mm-hmm. Cuban school. What what brought you to the US? Did you go to study or was it? Uh well Um, My friend was studying there, so I went to visit him, um, and he was studying at the Kubert School full-time, and overall I spent like two years in the States, each time half a year, six months, uh, which is the longest I can stay each time uh, because I have a tourist visa. So uh, each time I just went to conventions or stores, we did something that is called a sketch party. So we get invited to a comic book shop and we sit there, a few artists, and we have our portfolios, our prints, and we're sketching like free pencil sketches. And if anyone wants something more serious, like in colors or ink, then we charge. And it was really fun. It was like having a, a, a tour around comic book shops and conventions in the United States. And I really felt home in the States. So I miss it a lot. That's cool. I like like the idea of these sketch parties. I've never heard of those. Uh, Yeah, it was my friend's uh, idea. When he was there, he, he thought, wait, why aren't we doing something more simple than a convention? Because a convention takes a lot of uh, logistics. It's very serious. We can do something light, like fun. And it will also draw a crowd, like um, it will bring a nice crowd to the comic book shop. 
and people will have certain discounts and it was a huge success like for the comic book shops as well because suddenly they had a boost of clients and it turned into a special day so it was his idea uh, <laughs> and the, the friend that I'm talking about is Idan Knafo and he's also uh, uh, an artist that yeah he's been doing cars as well um, and he's my best friend so uh, yeah uh. all credit goes to him Right. Oh, Copyright information, cool. legalities, yeah. right? <laughs> Fair enough. Is he is he also from Israel? Yeah. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, listen, next time you see him, tell him he, he needs to come on come on this show because he's <laughs> got a him. lot of fans, um, a lot of people mm-hmm. been pulling his work. And, We're going to have to have a convention where chanting. you are. Everyone's hiding out over there, all the great artists. <laughs> We're oh. going to come so. over there. I think so. <laughs> well, you know what? What I, what I would love, uh, and I'm, I'm mentally blue sky thinking now, it was, would it, wouldn't it be great to do a sketch party with some of these sketch artists, like kind of a live I Zoom think thing. that I mean, would be amazing. Well, I, mean, I mean, I guess we kind of have, I don't know if you if you if you ever see it, Bella, but um, there's a couple of artists who who do that regularly in our group. Um, uh, Jalen Warner regularly does it on a Wednesday, I believe, um, and Andre Orsch also uh, does it, and they often jump on, so they'll be dual screen, and you'll see them working on cards. Oh, so they do just like a live stream of yeah. cards. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, um, I think. A lot of the time, they can't actually show the work upcoming for future sets because obviously yeah, it's because it um, needs to be approved first. Yeah, and also yeah. because sometimes they're not allowed to show the the, the sketch card, the card stock, stock in advance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they'll often do if they've got APs or if they're doing PSC work. Um, and Michael Monshaw jumps on those as well. Gordon Wills Ooh, jumps nice. on them as well. So if you ever wanted to get involved in that. Um, then yeah, Dre and uh, Jay Lynn, um, they'd be more than happy to have have you join. Although obviously you need to work on the time zones because the time they do it, it's late for me in the UK. So I know you're oh. <laughs> you're two hours ahead. So, um, but I'm sure I'm sure it's doable. But you know, I know a lot of people would really dig dig that. So oh, yeah. I guess sure, I guess not? I guess sketch parties is is the missing branding that we've we've <laughs> i think i think it'd be really fun i, I think you know we're i think i think it's something definitely to to do in the group and something to facilitate between all of us at, at, at a particular time i figured we'll figure something out for sure because that's just way too yeah. cool of an opportunity to pass up sure we can do it and all credit will go to your friend so again oh, we will not <laughs> <laughs> copyright infringement um <laughs> i actually have a few ips that i need to finish so so um, if it's somewhere within the next two weeks, that's possible. Or if it's after July, that oh, would be perfect. also possible. Okay, cool. Right. Awesome. Well, they'll definitely get on that. <laughs> Dude, we'll connect you with those guys behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and then you can yeah. have a chat about what might work. Because I'm, I'm sure they'd love to have you have have sure. you join. Um, yeah, how have you? Um, I I. I there's a couple of things I wanted to ask, but the first one I wanted to ask was obviously, obviously Premiere being uh, a set that has oversized stock as well as multi-panel cards. How, how did you find, with that being your first professional set, working on a, on a smaller scale to what you'd done before? Or had you worked on cardstock before? Um, I have never worked on cards before. 
I have once worked on that scale as a commission. Um, in a convention, there was a guy who had like this um, huge 11 by 17 piece that he just, um, he did like his own layout. So mm. the size eventually was like the size of a sketch card. And then he could just have a few artists on the same page. Uh, gotcha. he, he had a name for it. I think it was Jambox. <laughs> oh, wow. something like that yeah that's cool so it was it was cute it was uh also nice seeing like a few artists in one uh, piece but it was challenging so when i first did the card uh, the cards the set i think that was the the biggest challenge in the scale because i had to draw very very closely to the surface so i could see what i'm doing <laughs> and um and also the I don't know, something about the layout isn't isn't so smooth. It's not easy. Like I had to just figure out if I'm doing a draft before or if I'm going right over the car because I didn't want to mess it up. And um, lately I've been thinking that maybe I should get like a huge magnifying glass. Like, um, like the ones they have in certain places, like uh, in... Um, cosmetics or something like yeah, that with or the light in, uh, the underneath dentist. it yes, yes. <laughs> the dentist yeah so yeah that so would there's... be very helpful yeah we've seen we've seen a few people um who do like really really fine details have like the goggles on and they have like the <laughs> like oh, a jeweler <laughs> yeah, oh no. my gosh yeah, yeah i didn't so... know they have it yeah <laughs> um, well i Funnily enough, our guest for episode 100, we did see this person's um, art desk (laughs) behind where they were sitting. And they they have um, a a magnifying uh, screen, I guess, a big lens thing that they can just work work through. um, that sounds so helpful. You're you're yeah. in good company, so <laughs> I be- need it. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> so, how have you found your um, since premiere? You've obviously done a lot more sets. How have you found mm-hmm. that your your process and your style has has developed over the over the years since that first set? Um, okay, so process and style. See, well, one of the things that um, has influenced a lot of the cards is the deadline. So if I have a short deadline, then I have less time to put effort into the cards, which is quite unfortunate because I I always like to put the best piece that I can on every on everything. Like if it's a small card or if it's a cover or if it's a pinup, whatever. So whenever I had the very tight deadline, that was quite frustrating because I didn't have a lot of time for each card. So see how the style evolved. Um, I wasn't actually thinking about the style when I was working on the cards. So I guess the the style evolved with... uh, how I learned to manage the time correctly for mm-hmm. finishing the cards because certain sets were huge and some sets were just like seven cards, eight cards. And those ones were easy to finish. I was like, okay, I can dedicate like a week 
work without pressure and just finish them quietly. But whenever it's 40 or more, then I st start to yeah. stress out because yeah. yeah, it's a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work. I don't think people realize how much, like it's funny because people look at sketch cards and they, you know, <laughs> they look at yours and like, oh, this is amazing, da, da, da. but they don't look at them as a whole in terms of like other artists and the amount of time they have on them and the composition that they have to think about and what works and doesn't work in a card format mm -hmm. and what takes more time and less time. I don't think people realize how much of sketch cards are an art form and how much dedication and, and thought process does go into them. Um, you know, it, it's funny. They're the most appreciated insert of Marvel cards and they're like the most undervalued mm -hmm. <laughs> insert as well at the same time. I think, um, mm -hmm. well, I, I mm -hmm. say it differently. Well, first of all, you're right because most of the people don't appreciate the cards, but the collectors really appreciate the cards. So it kind of compensates for, for that. So I, yeah. there's like a balance. So the collectors, they, they're thrilled to see the cards and they're like, they know. They know the hard work behind it. Yeah. Uh, for example, people on Instagram, they don't really appreciate. So I see it um, in the amount of likes, for example. So whenever I post a card, it usually gets fewer likes because for certain people, it just looks different. Uh, but for collectors, I get a lot of responses. They're like, oh, my God, a brand new card. I want it. Um, so it's, it's, it's balanced. It's like for sure. you have the regular people that don't understand. And then you have the collectors that are enjoying it. Well, we Absolutely. need to we need to collectively work to educate these people, <laughs> these non-believers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I, I have to say it, you're. I, I, it's very interesting. I half expected you to, to say one of the things that you said. We've heard it before from sketch card artists that necessity is the mother of invention and that the limitations of time often find a, a very creative outlet. Um, so, for example, um, I think it was Andre Orsch we spoke to, and he, because he had less time, he, he chose to do kind of a subset within the set, which had a very... Uh, uh, background detail um, and he could do uh, like the characters in a very specific stylized way um, also to keep it interesting yeah. throughout <laughs> the, the volume of cards have you ever kind of played around with with different kind of almost like a, a, a subset of cards in a different style within say a 40 or 50 card request have you ever tried that uh, different style not exactly because uh, when I work, like I see the style as a fingerprint. It's like when I draw, I don't think about making it look like my work. It just happens to look this way because this is how I draw. So I don't think gotcha. about like a specific style mm. unless obviously is it's copying a, a style, like a known style, like uh, Art Nouveau or... Uh, the cutie style, like the anime mm -hmm. or manga. So the chibi, yeah, yeah. The chibi, so it, yeah. If it if it has like a specific name and you're working towards it, then yes, you need to think about how to make it look so it will mm -hmm. go under this category. But um, I think a lot of artists that are drawing, they're just 
they are influenced by their favorite artists and that's the combo that creates their own style their yeah. fingerprint uh, in their art so I don't think about creating a new style in cards. I, I just think about, okay, maybe I can use a different medium next. And that mm. kind of affects the, the card, how it looks at the end. So in certain sets, I use the combo of Copic markers and watercolors. And then wow. on other sets where I had a little bit more time, I was like, okay, I can use acrylics because they take... Uh, a lot more patience and a, a lot more focus. So, so, yes, so that's kind of um, the difference, I guess, which, between each set is um, the amount of time that I have to try out new things on mm. the cards. <laughs> very it's, cool. Very it's cool. interesting. I can actually see yeah. that. There, there are very few of your cards on the Upper Deck EPAC platform. I think that speaks to the fact that people... Yeah. Either lock them away because they get people do. bombarded, yeah, people lock them or away. they very quickly want to get them into their hands, so they take yeah. them off the platform and have them uh, shipped to them. But uh, did you work on Marvel Anime? Mm, no. No, no, I haven't. No, I would have. I would have loved to have seen your because obviously that the the, the requirement for the artist was very much to draw in a in a Japanese style or a chibi style. Um, so I would have loved to have seen. Maybe maybe anime two could see huh. some of your work. That'd um, be awesome. To see yeah, that would be interesting deck. and challenging. Yeah, yeah. upper yeah. deck, upper deck. Paid Bella Rashlin, <laughs> Paid Bella Rashlin, Anime 2, over and out. Thank you. Um, hopefully they'll hear that and pick up the phone. Um, but I'm, I'm looking at your um, – there are uh, – sorry, I know you can't see this, and um, I could share the screen, but hopefully you'll remember doing them. Um, your, your Marvel Masterpieces 2020, and they've got a very um, – kind of a different background. It's almost a star background, kind of a pastel background in some of them, um, specifically a, a Spider-Gwen I'm looking at here and a Captain Marvel. The Marvel um, Basis. I yeah. think it was a, a very big set, somewhere around yeah. 50 or 55 cards. And uh, the pastel background was like a solution for how to finish them quickly and to maintain like the same result. So mm-hmm. there won't be like a card that looks much better than the other. So, but it's, yeah. but it's beautiful. That is no, beautiful. Thank you. It's sure. really, yeah. really well executed, Thank you. and that—that's—that's that's what I, I guess I meant. But you know, in terms of the time constraints, and it, it affects kind of the the approach, I guess, to how you would um, finish a card or 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 or, or, or lay it out or construct it. Um, but there's literally, I mean, I'm counting them here. There are one, two, there are only nine sketches visible on EPAC uh, by you, which oh. is probably the lowest <laughs> I've seen. Which yeah. is great because people they're all locked away. Like, they're, they're all they're, they're all kind of uh, they're in their house and they're outside going my little <laughs> with a loaded gun ready for anyone who comes near. Um, do you? I I I really want to talk about your um, and actually this touches upon your mentality of how you how you re- relate to collectors um, when you you're very obviously very professional in how you approach it because you mentioned clients and commissions so you know your your mindset is, is clearly a very professional one which is brilliant there's nothing wrong with that Thank you. um i i think it shows through in how you 
present and package the AP cards that you send to people because we've seen people talk very highly about what they receive from you when they receive an AP card from you. So if I were to... If I were to order you an, an AP card from you today and it arrives, say, three months' time, it arrives, what, what, what can I expect? And can you talk to me about why you present in, in that way? Um, okay, so the reason that I'm putting a lot of effort into the packaging is because I think about what I would want as a client to receive. And also, I have been ordering commissions from other artists. I haven't been ordering cards yet, but um, whenever I received a commission from an artist, I rarely got it in a nice package. So thinking about that, um, that feeling when you open a package is, is very important to me. Like, I want the client to to have the feeling that I would want to have, like opening a package and feeling, wow, I just got a brand new shiny thing that I'm proud of receiving, that I'm happy. I will show this off and this will be the top of my collection. I'm just saying, not that I think I will be anyone's top of the collection, but that what I want to feel whenever I purchase something, whether it's a sculpture, an action figure, or an artwork. So that's the, the feeling I want the client to have. So I put a lot of effort into the packaging, which means if you receive an AP, you will not get a package like the size of the AP. It will be an A5 size usually. So I could put like a print as a gift and like put the card neatly like between um, board foams or foam boards these kind of things that will show it because I have one right here it's like uh, a, yes. a black nice foam board it's very light and it looks very elegant so I use it for packaging and um, and I add like a few stickers and nice things that I buy, like uh, washi tapes that. and all that. Awesome. So um, it's presented in the best way that I can. So, um, yes, yeah, so, so that means if you'll receive an AP card, then you will receive also like a small gift. You will receive a nice package that will goes that goes with it. And... Um, yeah, <laughs> I think that's, that's phenomenal. It. I think that's ah, absolutely phenomenal. I wish, you know, uh, the, the top sketch card artists, most of them do do have something of that nature. Um, and I've seen an unboxing of one of your pieces and, and you doing the packaging and it's just awesome. You know, and I think what people don't remember, what people, what, what I always see it in a, and equate it to is the idea of like, you know, when you get trading cards, you get them in a box, you get a pack. Yes. You know what I mean? AP should be the same way, right? And I love that you do that because it does feel like you're getting a special card box for this artwork. <laughs> and, you know, I, you know, a lot of us Marvel card collectors, and, and I don't want to speak for everyone, but I think most of us feel the same way, is that we do cherish them like pieces of artwork. You know, a lot of us have had the opportunities to get into original comic book art or, you know, NFTs or, you know, 
other like pieces from, uh, from conventions and stuff like that. But I think most of us keep coming back to cards, like card collectors, because yeah. it's so personal. You know what I mean? It feels it feels more personal than a bigger piece sometimes. You know what I mean? It, it feels there's a, there's a weird there's there's a better level of attachment there. I think that's really cool that you do that. I love that. That's really awesome. Yeah, something oh, to take note you. of for a lot of for a lot of you guys out there. It's a really cool experience. Well, it's, that's the thing. You see, I knew I kind of knew what 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 to expect, but I think it's interesting people people hearing that. I mean, we're gonna have to put some when we um when we put the episodes out, Bella, we always put um, uh, tasting notes, we call them, but they're show notes and there's a post on our page and, and we put images that relate to the episode because we are, you know, it's, it's quite a, a difficult thing doing an audio podcast about visual medium. Uh, but anyway, we'll make sure we put some images from collectors who've opened and received some of your packages so that people can see the level of um, care I guess, um, and love that goes into them. Uh, well, I uh, appreciate it. <laughs> it, is, it is, no, we, we appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, so what, when, um, when you're not working on cards, what, what other things, so you mentioned now you're, you're pretty much professional full time, I'm guessing is your main, um, main thing. Yes. That's, uh, that's what I do, uh, as my day job. And also as a hobby, like if I have spare time or non-spare time, I also draw. Uh, so I work on commissions, on covers, pinups. Uh, I actually have a project that is still in process of a few sequential pages. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Uh, it's so difficult to, to draw comic book art. And it makes me appreciate all my favorite comic book artists much, much more because drawing sequential work is is so much more than just drawing. It's also thinking about uh, how to make the layout good, mm-hmm. how to make the storytelling good, how to make it readable, how to to make it in a way that the lettering will fit as well, how to make it good enough so the colorist will have like enough I don't know enough uh, understanding of of what I'm doing like there's so much that goes into creating sequential art that is much more difficult than I ever expected it to be Mm -hmm. but I'm also very enjoying it at the same time and the project that I'm working on at the moment is for a small company, not so small. I guess it's one of the independent companies out there. And it's almost done. I have three more pages. Hey, and... congratulations. That's really cool. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm so, looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be really fun. I need to fun. finish it. And then I am <laughs> proceed to the, to the next book that the writer has. Wow, that's cool. That's awesome. Cool. Well, it was you. really fun because when we spoke to uh, Simone Bianchi, Bianchi, right? Oh, he's amazing. That, did I say it right? Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. It was yeah. really awesome. Yeah, okay. So he was, he was just fantastic. And, you know, he does sequential art and comic book writing and stuff like that. And it was funny to see his cards for Marvel Masterpiece 2018 because you could see that storytelling kind of transfer. You know, even though it's like one panel – 
You know what I mean? You could say you could still see like there was the hint of action before and where the character is going. Right. Still having that Mm -hmm. kind of storytelling. So it's really cool to see that. That's what I love about artists who do sketch cards, who also are participating in sequential art, because that kind of bleeds over, you know, that story composition and that storytelling ability. Yeah. Well, um, he's amazing. He's like a. A legendary artist. So. <laughs> yeah, really, really he, he's a lovely, lovely man. He was man so nice. Well. He was so, he's a lovely so man. nice. So um, cool. It only took us almost 100 episodes to get his name right as well. Felt <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Felt so bad. For <laughs> the longest time, we were pronouncing it incorrectly. And then when he came on the show, he schooled us within the first five minutes how to say his oh, name. <laughs> and we were like, okay, great. Um, we'll make sure. <laughs> and, awesome. and then we still muffed it up. <laughs> A few episodes later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I was um, so nervous. I was looking at Ian. I was like, okay, tell me if I'm doing this wrong. No, give me a look. No, no, you, give me you, a look. You nailed it. You nailed it. You nailed it. Um, it, it but, it's, but it's very interesting. And it, I'm, I'm going to use the word discipline because you can see that discipline of, of how he does the sequential art. And you could see it follow through to how he'd, he'd he, actually, he had storyboarded. I mean, Noren and I both owned pieces where uh, Simone had had laid out little thumbnails and you, you could buy them from from simone for the Ooh. so they're kind of they're kind of prelim prelims if that makes sense oh uh, thumbnails yeah thumbnails yeah, i guess thumbnails, they are. yeah um and and they are they're, they're they're lovely because they're so undeniably his style and yet they are um just really uh embryonic i guess of of what the piece would become um but they're, they're fascinating to look at but but you can really see how he all those years of the work he's done for marvel for dc for uh for the other uh, for the other um creator um for the other companies out there how that has has translated into how he approached the set so it's wonderful um so you, you mentioned there when you when you're doing sequential art, you have a respect. Your respect level goes up. Not that it wasn't low before for your favorite comic book artists. So, you know, who springs to mind when you're, you know, when you're thinking of sequential art, that those people are the absolute bomb, you know? Okay. There are so many. Um, one of my absolute favorites is Olivier Coipel. Um, okay, Jim Lee, David Finch. Um, let's see. Well, there are so many that I'm blacking out. No, that's all right. I put you on the spot. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, McNiven's art is phenomenal. Uh, Travis Charles is phenomenal. Wow, there are so many that. I, I'm starting to forget. I was like, I had all the names in my head. And so just like, that's, that's quite all right. That's no, quite I mean, you right. gave us more than enough. I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. those are great um, names. see, who else? Ramos, Todd Nack, uh, yes. Fiona Staples, Sarah yes. Pacelli. Uh, oh, Fiona oh, Staples' work so on... Um, is she the lady that does Saga? Yeah. Fiona Staples. Yeah, yeah. that's so that good. Saga is so, so good. It's so, yeah. incredible. It's one of yeah. my favorites. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm 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 way behind on it. And are they taking a pause at the moment? They are. They are, aren't they? I, I think, think so. Taking... They they made uh, nine books, right. uh, which is a lot because mm. each book contains a few issues. Mm. Um, so I think they're 
taking a small break before they're coming back. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, yeah, hopefully, because the end of the ninth book was uh, mind blowing and heartbreaking. Uh, oh, don't, don't, don't. I haven't. No, I haven't. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm probably about um, two books. If in thinking about it in the books, I'm probably about two books behind. I think because I was buying them individually, and then mm-hmm. um, I, I had to stop buying all new books when lock um, when coronavirus um hit so obviously yeah. uh because my income yeah, took a hit so i stopped buying anything so i think uh, i i think i read the first two books because i taught the first book but it was so great i mean like they're so they're just beautiful pieces real just great storytelling they're beautiful and also i like the writing Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's a it's a great combination of the writer and of Fiona Staples' work. Just it's it's mind blowing. And a lot of respect to the characters. Like really and each great book stuff. is kind of mind blowing and heartbreaking. So mm-hmm. I could say that on every book. So yeah, yeah. Spoilers but I, free. But <laughs> I distinctly remember reading one of the earlier. I think it was issue seven or eight, and it ended with a certain thing happening. But it was it was one of those things where you turned over and you saw oh, yeah, what happened smart. on the last page because it was a it was a splash page, and I just remember my heart going into my mouth and like welling up a little bit. And I thought it's been a long time since I felt that reading. Any. Yeah, I actually I cried. I think it was in uh, the fifth book. Mm. The fifth book kind of uh, broke my heart, and then uh, they did it again in the next one and the next <laughs> one. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So thanks, um, Brian K. Vaughan, I think it was. So thanks yeah. for that, uh, Brian. Uh, thanks. Yes. Um, do you? Um, do you? I mean, obviously, you read you read stuff yourself. Do you? What, what do you collect yourself? You mentioned that you haven't bought cards from other artists yet but you bought other things so do you, do you collect any cards did you used to collect any cards like the printed ones uh, or cards like not yet uh cards are i think difficult to collect because you need to find an available artist or the artist that you want and they're often not available mm. and also i wanted uh, a card from idan and he's not available for a few years now uh, so even with your inside list. even 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 with your inside <laughs> insider ability to just like <laughs> ring him up and say hey you know give me a card he's not no, even okay. on the into contrary the list. he's like okay because oh. you're my friend you're supposed to wait you can right. wait <laughs> well that's professionalism for you look at that's this. pretty yeah. good that's pretty good because we know each other you you, know, you, got, you have to hold you have to take the sacrifice yeah that's so i've been great. waiting for a few years and uh, maybe someday in the future <laughs> Maybe it's Hello. someday. Well, it's probably because Matt Fuller's already already reserved his <laughs> AP. Oh, until, nice. until the end of time. Um, because, uh, um, he he got here. two APs from me um, a few months ago. Hey, oh, Matt. He show, yeah, he showed yeah. me. Yes, yes, yes. They're, yes. they're so good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, he, he was so patient, so I, I always appreciate it when someone is patient enough because sometimes it takes me a lot of time until I finish a commission. Of course. It takes time. These things, I ra- I'd rather an artist take time and, you know, especially when you know the caliber of work that's going to come out, there's no need to rush at that. You know what I mean? Because it's, you're waiting. No, you're of course waiting. not. Yeah, but, yeah, um, always good stuff. Also, being on the other side of waiting for a commission, I, I also know that sometimes 
you see that the artist is just doing warm-up sketches and you're like, but wh why are you not working on my commission yet, <laughs> sir or lady? Yes, sir. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. no, no, I, I, I never rush the artist if I'm purchasing a commission, but I know how it feels. So yeah. I try yeah. not to get lost with just random sketches too much, but it happens to me. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good to be able to see it from both sides, I guess, to know, you know, to have that awareness of 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 what it's like. Do you do you collect any other? I mean, you've got you've got beautiful stuff behind you. I mean, I can see a dinosaur, I can see venom, I think. Um Yes. Who's um, that who's that young character on the end of your shelf there? Which uh, end? Keep going past Venom, past Venom on the very end, next to your lights that are going down. Keep going. No, oh, other right way, behind. other way. <laughs> keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah, stop. No, ah, uh, predator. predator. Oh, that's Predator. Yeah, I, I couldn't quite see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I can bring him closer. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. And, no, no. I, I, want, I want a tour of all these figures. That's, that's a brilliant cool. little figure. Look, oh, wow. I absolutely love them. They're so detailed. Predator is such a good design, too, when you look yes. at it. It's an amazing it's design. Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. You need to do Pokemon. Like, I see the Venusaur. That would I, be cool. I have one Pokemon right here. Oh, yeah. Venusaur. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> it's beyond yes, my realm and, of experience. Um, nice. uh, I also think it has something to do, like, um, you can yeah. put it on a Nintendo uh, and use yeah. it as a Switch. Yeah, yeah. I don't have cool. a Nintendo, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it looks awesome. Thank you. That's great. Okay, put it back. So, <laughs> yeah, so I I have a few a few action figures. I have Iron Man. I have uh, saga characters over oh, there. Oh, that's so. That's cool. So I was like, that's awesome. I have Sauron from Lord of the Rings. I have Scorpion. I have Mad, yeah. Mad Max over there. Immortan Joe. I saw and, your Furiosa on Instagram. That looked really cool. Ah, uh, thank Furiosa's you. Character. That's I a good think one. Mad Max is awesome. Yeah, man, that move, that Fury Road movie is oh, just so good. We only did. The wife and I only just saw that last month for the first. Ooh. Oh my god, so well, good. Well, we needed we needed a, a, a time when my daughter, who's only five, was at oh, school because we can't watch it in the evening because it's too loud. So we no, needed, right, she needed to be violent. at school. Yeah, well, yeah, we wouldn't watch it with her, but if we watch it in the evening at, pr at proper volume, we'd wake mm -hmm. her up. So we had <laughs> oh, to yes. wait until the daytime yes, so we could play. It's very loud. Um, it, is, it is incredibly loud, but uh, loved it, absolutely loved it. Um, do I see some pops on the shelf behind you up there? Uh, that, just just a few. I, I have a pop of Lion Cat, Immortan Joe, Sauron, and I have a mini pop of Captain America, uh, Groot and Spider-Man. That's oh. awesome. Yeah. Brilliant. That's cool. Brilliant. And I'm waiting for an opportunity to get um, a bigger sculpture, something from Sideshow maybe. Uh, but the shipping they take to Israel is just Come so on. expensive. Yeah, and also when shipping is so expensive and the package weighs so much, then the costumes mm. also charge like... 100 or 200 percent from the original price yeah yeah so it, it makes it a little bit crazy 
Not even a mm-hmm. little bit. It's crazy to purchase a sculpture. <laughs> yeah. and, I mean, and ship Just it to Israel. Touch. So just a touch yeah in my Um, next convention hopefully i will get something nice yes fingers crossed fingers Fingers crossed um i'm just i'm I'm just going to send a little link to us all just to just to review one moment because i was something that got me thinking bella it sounds like your cinema tastes are probably very similar to ours um, in terms of the, the films that you like and the films that you cherish. It sounds like there's a lot of good 80s ones in yes. that mix. So I was I was browsing Twitter, as you do, um, the other day, and I'm just going to send this in our Skype chat so that we can all see it, okay? So okay, there's a little link cool. to, a, to a Twitter status. Mm-hmm. And when you open this up, you will see the mother of all questions. So let's have a look at this. It is... Mm. Wait, how do I tap it without getting out of the... Oh, oh, mm, oh, yeah, that's a point. That's a very valid point. Can you maybe send it to my uh, my messenger? No, I'll share my screen. Even better, even better. You know what? I'm going to do that because I think this would be fun and it's very off the cuff and I don't care. But quite frankly, (laughs) I'm doing it. Right. You should be able to see my screen. Okay. Okay. It's 1987. Which one do you go to? And what we have here is an image of a a Chatsworth mall, and there there are four screens at this movie theatre, okay? And the options are, number one, The Lost Boys. Number two, Robocop. Number three, Predator. Number four, Full Metal Jacket. Okay, you guys know my answer. It's very obvious. Oh, I have a feeling (laughs) it's going to be Predator based on what we just talked about. Yeah. I will go to Predator, but then I will go to Robocop. (laughs) See, that's what's up, Bella. Bella gets it. What what about you, Nora? That's she called it, man. It. I mean, for sure, Predator would have gotten me really hard if I saw that. If I saw that trailer back in 1987, um, <laughs> that would have been that would have been really tough to to turn down. Robocop, though, is a close, close second. Yeah, definitely so close. I, I'm I, not a fan I, of the Lost Boys, man. I've never. I'm, I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I mm. think it's uh, one of those cult movies that I need to watch. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. You definitely have to see it. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to watch this. One and there's one I forgot the name of it with um with David Bowie. It's oh, Labyrinth. Yes, yeah, I heard a lot of nice reviews about it. I haven't watched it yet. Labyrinth is incredible. You could so cosplay Labyrinth. Oh, yeah, would be awesome cosplaying. So, like, it's all Jim Henson Muppetry, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah. So that one, so Labyrinth and Neverending Story and Dark Crystal, Dark Crystal. those all have like oh. similar aesthetics. Dark Crystal, I think, is the best of them oh. all. Dark and Crystal. Opinion. You'd flip out. I wonder out. if like, I watched really it. Good. Dark Crystal's amazing. I might like, have like, watched it when movie? I was a kid. And yeah. sometimes the, the names in Hebrew are different. So if I watched it as yeah. a kid uh-huh. in Hebrew, it means it had maybe a different name. Let me just uh-huh. Google it. Well, while you're, while you're <laughs> looking that Crystal. up, no, I'm going to ask you, have you ever seen The Storyteller? Which was Jim Henson. Storyteller. It's a basically it was a TV series, but it was done in the same oh, kind of dark. I, ca- I call it dark muppetry. Uh, I like that dark. kind of that kind of fantasy okay. muppetry that they do, and it was it was John Hurt as the kind of main character, but each one was a different like fantasy story, and oh. there were six episodes, and it was absolutely incredible. I, mean, I don't brilliant. think I, I watched it, and yeah. I. 
I did not see The Dark Crystal, but I have seen a lot of art as a kid from that movie, apparently, because I remember yeah. a lot of the characters as a kid from some reason, although I didn't watch it, and something about it, like they had they had it in art stores in mm-hmm. Israel, something mm-hmm. like this. Oh, wow. Because it looks very familiar. Mm-hmm. It's maybe one of those I was too movies. young to remember. No. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, I've had those movies as well. I, I, I tell you what, I for one would be very excited, and not that you have to do this, but my mind goes to your creative talent, and those characters would be. Would I think incredible. that would be really fun because as a yeah. kid, I really liked fairies and you know all that magical world magical beings so that would be very fun to to draw and just do something like fantasy art inspired yeah i'm i'm sli- I'm, I'm slightly amazed that noren didn't know about the storyteller no Noren, you're I in just for looked a treat. It up. i really had I, i'm excited i've never seen Wait, it I, I'm, I'm checking this out as well the, the storyteller because it. It, well, it, it was on, it was on domestic television over here yeah you know no on, no no well because it depends on the year what year did i see it was because uh, that's Probably why. I want to say. Yeah. See. Yeah. It was released 1987, 88. Yeah. Wow. You were barely alive then, weren't you? I was barely alive. I was just. I was just holding on. I was. I was just imagining how to walk and talk. I was busy. I was preoccupied at the time. You were busy. Preoccupied. Hey, watch this. That looks actually really cool. Wait, is that by Neil Gaiman? Um. No. No, no, it's not. It looks or like it? it, but it looks like it, but it, it's he not. May have it's written, created by Jim Henson. Yeah, he may have written oh. some stuff. It was about the time that uh, Gaiman was coming up. So, because um, I just saw his name on one of the posters, and it, I was like, it may well be that he wrote some of the episodes because um, that was just before he would have started Sandman. So he would have been active. Oh, that's um, really cool. So yeah, that reminds yeah. me a lot of the art of uh, Boris and Julie. Like yeah, their fantasy posters and mm-hmm. all the creatures that I drew. That's fun. Are you? Um, uh, we touched on Sandman. Uh, if you have you you've read Sandman? I Must haven't have actually. I have not oh. seen any available books uh, in stores. Um, uh, I watched videos on YouTube just to get familiar with the characters. I read yeah. about them. Just to know, because I, I did commissions of Sandman, of Death, of Delirium. Mm. So uh, I, I just needed to know, because whenever I'm getting a commission of a character that I'm not familiar with, I have the need to know their background story. Yeah. So I will get like a, a proper idea of how to draw the character, not just drawing it randomly and make it look way too posed. Mm. Like I, I want to... Love that. To make it feel like it's the actual character that they want. Mm. So, mm. yeah, I have read about the characters and the world in general, so I, I know a bit about it, not all. And um, I've never seen um, the books in stores. It was never available. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 astonishingly good. I mean, I am. Um, it's one of the few. I don't. I'm not one of those collectors that 
tends to upgrade. You know those massive editions of comic books you can get now, like the omnibus editions and the, mm-hmm. the leather-bound ones and the ones that... Oh, are you talking weigh... about the, the huge books, the artists? Oh, those, oh, those ones? Yes, editions. No, um, those are no oh I wasn't God. talking about those, but those are incredible. Those are Those absolute. are amazing. Uh, there's a John Romita one that came out about Spider-Man. Oh, um, yes. But I saw it and I was like, oh, I want that, and I just couldn't afford it. It was just lovely. Um, but no, the one... Uh, the omnibus editions where they reprint in hardback format runs of series so you can get them for a lot of the x-men books and you know, oh yeah i've seen a few of the x-men uh, ones yes yeah they're re- i mean they are ridiculously heavy i mean you you seriously need um uh, like leg braces to be able to hold them, <laughs> them on your lap um, but sand the sandman one they do these wonderful ones called absolute sandman where they're slip cased so the art is by um is it mckeon who did the artwork for sandman i'm looking at you norin um the guy who did the covers oh god sandman I don't remember. Uh, beautiful kind of photo collage kind of effect artwork that uh, covers that he did um that he's done these slip cases and they're leather bound and they're beautiful absolutely stunning um so i'm upgrading slowly as i can afford it to those absolute sandman so once i've done that the trade paperbacks they're yours if you want them <laughs> i'll ship them over to you and you can you can dive in and, and get reading some sandman um for, for what it's worth i chose robocop Oh really? I chose to Robocop, ah. but I think it also always—it's one of those things you can't kind of look at that subjectively now, but without bias of your experience. Oh because yeah, I went it because when Robocop came out, I was at school and it was too old for us to go and see. Where and so mm. we had a we had a pirate copy on VHS that did the rounds at school. Oh. Oh, nice. I love it. <laughs> I, I just remember it. watching this, this like grainy. It was in color, fortunately, and the sound was okay. Uh, a ripoff of uh, Robocop uh, on the VHS for the weekend that it was my turn to have it. <laughs> I love oh that. Gosh. That sounds like a fun experience as a kid. Oh, the 80s. It was a fun oh. time. Well, it's funny too because Predator and Robocop has like the same level of gore too, funny enough. Like thinking, yeah. looking back, like there's like they're like right there toe to toe with each other. Yeah, yeah, that's really great. Yeah. Wow. The only thing is Robocops is delivered with far more satirical savagery because of Paul Verhoeven being oh, a director. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But Definitely anyway. a different level in there. Not pure action. I, I massively, I massively digress. See, this is what I love about, about the, this show is that we, we go on these pop culture tangents. We always go on tangents. <laughs> we spoke to Bill Sienkiewicz. For the first 10 minutes, we were talking about Dune, the movie. Oh, that's right. Adaptation of it and all that sort of stuff. And it was just yeah. complete, complete sidetrack uh, from the beginning. Um, so, so, Bella, if someone wants to... Um, get some of it, uh, look at your stuff on the internet and go and see what you're about and then obviously contact you to get an ap where should they go where, where can people find you on, online uh, mostly on instagram uh i try to post on facebook uh, i kind of neglected it lately but i will post more um yeah mostly instagram youtube facebook uh what else do i have I opened a TikTok, but I feel like I have no idea how to use it. No one it's, really knows how to use it. No yeah, one really knows how to use it. It's, it's just all a mystery to all yeah, us. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a mess. It's, it's so weird, too, just random videos over there. But, yeah, I opened the TikTok as well. Um, 
And I think that sums it up. So yeah, mostly well, Instagram. Uh, I, awesome. I, you say that, but at the top of your Instagram profile, I noticed your link tree and I went through to that and I clicked on your YouTube and OMG, if the top video isn't how to pack artwork. Oh, Brilliant. yes. Oh, yes. that's cool. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I put it in the top video because a lot of artists asked me how to yeah. pack commission correctly and um, and I thought it would be helpful for mostly for artists to see it <laughs> like over there so they won't have to search it. And I love the tutorials you've got on here, how to draw a face, how to start a sketch. This is great. I've, I've not looked at this before, um, so I'm going to dive in um, later on. Now, that's my evening sorted. <laughs> I have to apologise to my wife. You won't get much out of me this evening. I'll be watching oh, this yeah. YouTube. <laughs> um, do, you, um, do you, I notice you've got a Patreon on there. So, oh, yes. I need to kind of revive I, it or to shut it down, either one uh, of those, because I didn't have a lot of time lately to put effort into it and like every other platform it it needs to be active more active like i used to post daily on patreon um two years ago and last year as well and lately i i've just had a lot of work piling up so sure I had to put it aside and mm -hmm. I need to figure out if to shut it down for just a little bit until I can post daily over there as mm -hmm. well. Cause it's, I kind of feel bad if someone is paying for a tire and I just, I don't post anything. So they just <laughs> see nothing. <laughs> like I appreciate the support, but yeah, it's not there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm maybe... going to revive it soon. I'm going to revive it soon. I promise. Yeah. That's awesome. Good, good, That'd good. be cool. Thank you. Uh, the, other, the other thing I noticed at the top of your, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. <coughs> this is how amazed I am by it. The, the the header at the top of your YouTube has 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 one of your renditions of Black Cat in there, and if you didn't know, I'm a big Black Cat collector, and Norin Silver Surfer, hence the intro to the um, um, episode. Just in case you didn't get that, um, I, I got that. I got ah, good, good, good. Well, uh, his his name alone um, just goes because he Norin legally changed his name by default, didn't you, Norin? Uh, to be that <laughs> Silver Surfer. I, I, <laughs> I saw a skull of him recently that I need to have someday hopefully I think it was from Sideshow maybe it's there look <laughs> no what yeah I was just going to tell you when you were like I got to get a Sideshow piece I was no, going to say it, is, that, is that movable can you bring it closer because I've been wanting to get a piece from you forever and I was like you know what I should get like a Silver Surfer Nova piece like the two characters right see that's nice. you and I are going to talk because oh that's oh my god that's going to be crazy <laughs> so uh, no one's going in but I can't bring Surfer he's too heavy but she's oh there. that is so pretty and the light the, the head does light up it looks just awesome I, I don't know who that character is so you have to explain to me Who's oh that? so this is Frankie Ray who is a herald of Galactus and she's kind of like Surfer's buddy at one point oh okay and 
online and she's um she's just a really good character she was originally like with the fantastic four and um, oh, okay so like johnny storm and she kind of did what surfer did for his home planet where she kind of like sacrificed herself to like be like a herald of galactus so then she's like this she's actually a really cool character so i'm i'm shocked they did a statue of her because you know she doesn't that's get incredible but she's no it's a sick she's such a good character on top of that like she's just a really cool, cool i see the silver surfer from there it's awesome yeah it's ridiculous it's, it's such so, a beautiful sculpture i'm I, so jealous <laughs> Is Daniel Bell, who sculpted it, and he did a lot of the other ones as well. And he's just wow, just he's kind of like like the Boris and Julian Yu kind of school, where it's just the anatomy and the physique is very much the artistry. Wow. So when you see the th- piece in person, it's very the scaling of the piece makes the piece worth it. It really of does. Of course. Really, it's just a nice piece. Nice piece. I kept going back and forth. I was like, do I get it? Do I not? I even asked Ian. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, do I do this? <laughs> but, no, no, and I'm it's, like, it's worth it. It's worth it. Like, <laughs> no, the I think it's crazy, it though. Yeah. It's also, afterwards, it's crazy to, to find them available. Like, some of the sculptures, they're sold out so quickly. Mm. And later on, to find one that is out for sale is... It's nearly impossible to get it. Like, I wanted a Gambit sculpture Ugh. a while ago, but these ones are so hard to get. And the shipping to Israel makes it not worth it. Yeah, that's um, such a shame, man. It looks so cool in your studio, too. That's a shame. We got to figure out We got to figure out a carry-on situation for you. At the I, think, I think <laughs> that in the next time that I will visit the States, that I will... <laughs> have it with me like a carry-on like Let's i will just it. hold it on yeah we'll probably buy an extra t- ticket for it i think it was the size of the thing you'll need to yeah it was a big oh. box man it was like i'm six foot i'm six foot four and like this the box was like up to my hip it was oh insane God. no i mean seriously, like it was massive like it yeah it was it was a massive box it was hilarious but well, it, it, worth it. It well people it. can go to your um, to your instagram Norin, and see the unboxing oh. and the assembly of it yeah, so yeah, yeah, bella exactly. um, you can go and check I'll send it you the link so you can see it in person because oh, it's great. sure we'll, we'll, we'll pop it on the show we'll pop it on the show it's notes fine. as well um, it's fine um and Bella, we're also going to put links to your Instagram and everywhere on the show notes as well, so that Thank people you can so go um, check out your work and 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 get a commission started right away. So uh, hopefully uh, we can be <laughs> a little bit busier because um, because you. yeah, um, that would be great. Um, I'm I I gotta say I know I know we 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 kind of said we would probably be about ninety minutes and we're coming up on that now, so we should probably mm-hmm. let you go. Um, is um what can people expect from you next i guess before we before we sign off what what's what's next from you what's next um let's see i need to finish a cover uh because the deadline is wow it's really close it's three days three days from now and i need to finish it so um it's almost there Uh, i just posted the video of it yesterday uh well it's halfway there I oh that's beautiful kind of, thank you so much wow. it's uh like a vintage style cover uh it's called the box i think the title of the comic book i don't know much about it i don't know if it's been, if it's been out before or if it's brand new 
Wow. Very cool. Um, so that would be my top priority to finish it. And afterwards, I just have a huge salad of everything that I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> An art salad. An, An art, art salad. salad. I need to finish. Uh, I have, oh, I have this one. I haven't showed it yet, but I've been holding it pretty close. Um, two APs missions connected oh, oh that's oh. beautiful Wolverine yeah. and apocalypse oh wow okay someone's getting lucky look at that lucky lucky oh i know who's <laughs> getting that that looks great <laughs> let's wow. see if you can guess let's see i think it has guess. to be matt fuller right no 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 actually no. it's not no <laughs> oh, um oh, it's knows. for jacob walker if you guys know oh him. yeah 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 that's cool that yeah that's a smart guy so i yeah. have a few more ap's i guess you guys will recognize for um for who this card Oh, oh yeah, Omega, yes. Jonathan, Omega, so Jonathan, Omega. Yes, good man. That's right. So yeah. yes, I have a lot of things in process, a lot of commissions that I need to finish, and in two weeks I'm going to Italy. Finally, hey. uh, yes, I I need to do a workshop of huh? classic painting. So oh, that's exciting. Okay, yes. well this episode will be out. Um, Around the, around that time, so um, you you may well be in Italy when the, when this drops. Who knows? Um, uh, they well, have Wi-Fi. Good. <laughs> so I good. Will see it. good. All right. Good. Um, well, enjoy your art salad for your lunch uh, or your evening <laughs> dinner, as it were. Um, thank you, Bella Rashlin. Thank you so much for spending this some time awesome. with us on Sunday. Thank I know you've got thank lots you of work. Thank you so much so. for having me. This uh, was very fun. Oh. And I've uh, enjoyed the conversation. Bless you. Well, we enjoyed the conversation as well. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Yes, and thank you for collecting and enjoy collecting. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Band Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine marvel and enjoy collecting.